Coming up next, your host, Curtis Sliwa. This morning on Sid and Friends in the Morning, we heard from one of Curtis's frenemies, I guess you could say, Artie Idala, as he had this to say. Well, I, I, look, I'm not going to go into Curtis's integrity because he's a weird dude. He's got these cats. He's running around. <laughs> guy... Oh, so all they can do is disparage me over my cats that I uh, share. There are family members uh, for me and Nancy. As you know, we're going to be having a nationally syndicated animal welfare show the beginning of uh, the new year. Uh, RDI Dollar, what has he had syndicated? Ugats, Bupkis. We're going to get to him later on. But you mentioned that the Israelis are filling up the Hamas tunnels in Gaza with salt water. Where'd they get that idea from? You know? Of course you don't know. Because nobody ever gives the polls credit where credit is due. If it wasn't for General Sobieski, we'd all be bowing five times a day to Mecca and Medina. You too, you jaundiced uh, Gentile there, Mr. Wasp from Bloomfield. In 1629, the Battle of Vienna. And uh, the baker who was making all the baking products heard underneath the ground of the fort where the Polish uh, army was. The thump, the thump, the thump. And he called the King Sobieski. King Sobieski, it's the Turks from the Ottoman Empire. They're they're tunneling their way in. As soon as they break through, we're going to pour hot water in there. We're going to flood the tunnels. So you make fun of Polish people all the time. It was the Poles who deterred the Turks, the Muslims, who flooded their tunnels and won the Battle of Vienna in 1629. And if not for the Poles, you, my friend, would be bowing five times a day to Mecca and Medina. Well, look, you know, it's certainly possible that the news and the historians are not giving enough credit to the Poles. And it's, you know, something we've seen before, because as a matter of fact, Barrett News Media just recently ranked the best midday shows on radio around the country, and they ranked you, a, a Polish radio host, at 15, I think, as the best uh, shows. By the way, top uh, 20. I never heard of that group before in my life, Barrett. What, what, what is he? They, Barrett News Media, Jason he, Barrett. What is he? Listen uh, to radio and do a blog? I mean, who is this guy? A person of no consequence? I wasn't listening 15th. I was listed 16th. Oh, 16th. 35 years in this business. And they gave you a, a criteria originality. Who's more original than me? Did you see my rip and read just a few days ago? Even wrong way, Lou Rafino, who never gives me the time to taste. Oh, that was a great show. Remember when I told you things you didn't know about John Lennon, who loved talk radio? Remember when I talked about Jim Morrison and the doors? Things that nobody ever knew before? Tell me anybody else that's done that. And who rated ahead of me? Who rated ahead of me? Uh, well, I just, hopefully it's not awkward in an hour from now, because your next host and your 77 WABC colleague, Greg Kelly, was rated fourth overall, I believe. Fifth. Why don't oh. you get your math straight? <laughs> Sorry. Now, explain this to me. He's been doing talk radio how long, maybe? Um, Actually, I think it goes back to your run for mayor. Yeah. You stepped away from the mic, and he stepped up. Right. And he filled in my spot. He's been doing a great job. Right. But he's no Curtis Sleewood. I got 35 years. He's got two years in talk radio. Uh, Yeah, I mean, but I guess he's really uh, accomplished a lot in those two years for you guys to be separated by 10 spots. I want to know what this Barrett media is. You know, everybody's running around. Sid's running around. I'm number two. He's an industry insider. You're number two to this guy named Bill Handel. What did Bill Handel give a hand job to this guy? What's his name, Barrett? (laughs) Barrett, yeah. No, I don't do that. I don't play that game. 
There's nobody well, look, who's I mean, done more different types of talk radio than me. I've done sports talk radio. I've done theater of the mind. I do rip and read. I do, I mean, I, I've done everything in 35 years. Yeah. And this guy rates me 16? Well, look, this is a news talk format. And, you know, more often than not, the hosts tend to lean a little right of center politically. I want to recount. And maybe they just, maybe they didn't like a never-Trumper. Remember, remember the controversy surrounding Dominion and Smartmatic? I want to recount. I want you, James Flippin, to charge this guy and say, we want to see how you tallied your votes. Oh, I see it right here. Oh, two of the big voters were Cumulus and Salem. Cumulus, which I attack every day because they tried to destroy WABC, and Salem, where I wasted four years of my life at AM 970, The Answer, doing two shows a day, AM Drive, PM Drive. Nobody ever listened to me in four years. Nobody can hear that signal. Well, look, uh, you know, you sound a lot like another New Yorker I know in the sense that you sound a little bit like you're uh, election denying right now. Oh, Oh, are you you accusing me of that, huh? You're saying that you want to recount. Well, guess what? There ain't going to be no January 6th in my honor. Get the hell out of here, James (laughs) Flippin. Barrett this, Barrett that. Who the hell is this Barrett? Talk Radio 77 WABC. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Check this out. This is the Riffin Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Walking about. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin Reed. Let me tell you something. Great song and so perfect for the butt boy for uh, first comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, and his crooked wife, Charlene, who stole one and a half billion dollars from a program called Thrive that never helped one emotionally disturbed person. No doubt, probably Artie Idala knows where they've stashed the money in Panama, Switzerland, uh, Antigua, or uh, the Cayman Islands, although he's probably said, I'm a lawyer, I can't divulge the information. And he's been the butt boy for Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens. And he is now the butt boy for Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha, Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I. Uh, and his mother hates it every time I call Mario. Mario, I send them a two-shoe provionos team, as the great Bob Grant called them, and I've just pimped off that ride and apply it to Andrew Evilized Cuomo. But uh, Artie Idala came on because uh, in the history of Sid Rosenberg being on the radio, comrade Bill de Blasio was chicken to come on air with Sid and Bernie at the time. Um, uh, Eric Adams, swagger man of late will not come on because he knows that uh, Sid is going to pimp slap him around. Uh, He has just dropped the ball in this city, and he's had the lowest ratings of any mayor ever. 
And now that Andrew Evilized Cuomo had had a conversation with Sid Rosenberg a while back, he was supposed to come on and canceled at 12 midnight because he was afraid to get in the pit. So they send their butt boy whenever they have to get their message out. And Arthur Idala is trying to do revisionism about the breaking news that I gave to all of you, which I'll remind you of momentarily. But here, here was Artie Idala coming up with his very dear friend from their days of, of the very privileged polyprep day school in Fort Hamilton. I'm not going to let him go on your prestigious radio show and just say things that are just categorically made up, like he just created that. And so I said, you know what? Maybe Curtis is right, and I'm wrong. So I picked up the phone. I called the governor. He said I spoke for 45 minutes. I didn't speak for 45 minutes. We spoke for a solid 20. So let me get this straight. He picks up the phone, and he talks to Andrew Evilized Cuomo for 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And he doesn't think that Andrew Evilized Cuomo listens to me every chance he gets on our FM affiliate. Arthur Idella knows he's been out to the Fredo compound, Chris Cuomo's uh, mansion in Southampton, in which they've hit the mattresses, they stir the marinara sauce, and I know that Artie has put oregano in the marinara sauce, uh, especially with the return of their leg breaker, their wartime consigliere, Joe Pococo, who did six years for political corruption in the big house. And now he's back picking out Louisville Sluggers, aluminum, uh, and ash wood that he's uh, putting in the trunk of his uh, Pontiac GTO muscle car when he goes and he enforces whatever Michael Corleone, a.k.a. Andrew Evilized Cuomo, wants. So he conveys uh, to Sid and our audience what that phone conversation was with Andrew Evilized Cuomo. The bottom, bottom line is, I mean, he laughed at first when I told him about it. Then he used a couple of words that I can't repeat on the radio because my mother's listening about how, about how ridiculous that would be. Of how ridiculous that would be. And what he is referring to is I had broke the news that Andrew Evilized Cuomo was seen in Junior's. Everybody knows Junior's across from LIU on Flatbush Avenue, downtown Brooklyn, having cheesecake. Uh, with uh, one of the most crooked Kings County Democratic leaders in the history of that crooked Democratic County. Going back to Meet Esposito, he got arrested. Uh, (laughs) Norman, he got arrested. Vito Lopez would have been arrested, but dropped dead of greed. And then he appointed Frank Sedio, who, by the way, he had appointed as a judge, and he had to defrock him because he wasn't qualified to be a judge. This guy's a crook, Frank. He grew up in Canarsie with me. Him and his brother always said they had my back when I'd be taking on the gavones of organized crime. And I'd look behind me, and they'd be gone. But he was sitting down with Frank Sedio, and they were having a meeting. And I related to all of you, a deal was made. Andrew Evilized Cuomo said to Frank Sedio, who's in partnership with the bag man for Eric Adams, Frank Caron, they actually have a law firm in which they're partners, that if Eric Adams goes to the big house in chains and shackles, uh, Andrew Cuomo would run in a special election, nonpartisan election, with ranked choice voting. And if he wins, he will keep the entire Eric Adams staff in City Hall until the next mayoral election in 2025. And it was signed, sealed, and delivered. So 
Buddy Idala is sort of like, <laughs> he said it's ludicrous. I mean, Cuomo said it. Just look at my track record from Washington to attorney general to governor. I'm all about my team. I'm all about my team. I would never step into somebody's shoes and take over, you know, take over someone else's team. That's just ludicrous. Hey, schmuck putz. Uh, Andrew always said that he wore the shoes of Mario Cuomo, that he wears them to this day. Of course he would step into other people's shoes. Stop being such, such a protector of de Blasio, Adams, and now Cuomo. And then he claims that this guy Frank Sedio, who's so crooked that when he dies, they'll have to drill him into the ground at a cemetery with a black and decker power drill, Oh, he's just a stand-up guy. The whole thing with Frank Caron and Frank Sedio. First of all, Frank Sedio has more integrity in his pinky than most people I know have in their whole body. Does, does, Frank Sedio, does Frank Sedio have more integrity in his pinky than Curtis has in his whole body? Well, I, I, look, I'm not going to go into Curtis's integrity because he's a weird dude. He's got these cats. He's running around. He's the one that's always attacking Frank Sedio. So. Uh, and rightfully so. The guy is a crook. He grew up in Canarsie with me. He's a crook. He was the crooked Kings County Democratic chairman. He's retired. And now he's operating with Team Cuomo. His partner, his partner in the law firm, Frank Caron, is the bag man for Adams. And they worked this out at a meeting at Junior's in which Frank Sedio ate almost the entire Junior's cheesecake you know, Andrew, Evil Eyes Cuomo is running because he said, hey, Frank, I'm on a diet now because, uh, you know, I got to stay uh, fit and trim to run for mayor. And Sedio ate like 99% of the cheesecake. That's why I called Cuomo. That's why I talked to Sedio to come on your show to give your, your listeners a little dose of reality. And the dose of reality, in some, I can summarize, is very simple. There was no meeting at Junior's. Now... Could you play that one more time, please? Play that again, Wrong Way Lou Rufino. That's why I called Cuomo. That's why I talked to Sedio, to come on your show, to give your, your listeners a little dose of reality. And the dose of reality, in some, I can summarize, is very simple. There was no meeting at Junior's. Justin Ellick, you saw the documentary evidence. December 5th, 2023, in the New York Post. On Sunday... Andrew Evilized Cuomo was spotted having lunch at Junior's restaurant with former Brooklyn Democratic leader Frank Sedio, a source who forwarded a photo of the two said. Uh, Justin, this is Exhibit A. Can we play that cut in the morning? And can we show Sid Rosenberg the article about his friend who's lying about this on behalf of Andrew Evilized Cuomo? And that's why he's a good lawyer. He's a liar for hire. That's what you pay. You pay a guy to get in front of a jury after you stabbed somebody 52 times to say you know he really didn't. He's got to be a pretty damn good liar. And then all of a sudden, he's giving cover uh, and support to Andrew Evilized Cuomo, like Cuomo would never bogart any other Democrat in order to run for office. Cuomo would never run for mayor with some deal with, with Eric. He might run for mayor if, God forbid, something happened to Eric. Uh, wow, that's interesting. So if Eric stays mayor and doesn't go to the big house and chains and shackles where he belongs, he wouldn't run against Eric. 
But if all of a sudden Eric went to jail, which he should go to jail, the crook that he is, um, he would be more than happy to run. Do you extrapolate that from that, Justin? Yeah, that's what I extrapolate. And then listen to Arthur Idella pause and hesitate because he knows that I was going to clip him on this rip and read. Listen to how Sid serves him up a softball. And he basically stands with the wiffle bat on his shoulder and lets that 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 beach ball now go right past him. Is Curtis Sliwa a liar? Okay, there it is. No answer. That's all I need. <laughs> I hesitate. He, he's, he's creative. He's creative. I got to hear that one more time wrong way. Lou Rufino now notice. It would be so easy to say Curtis Lee was lying, but he knows he's lying on behalf of Andrew Evilized Cuomo. And then I'm telling the truth. Is Curtis Lee a liar? Okay. There it is. No answer. That's all I need. <laughs> I, I hesitate. He, he's, he's creative. He's creative. Gee, Arthur Idala, you didn't even do your homework. Yeah, that's why you only try cases. All the work is really done by your paralegals and your brand-new lawyers. They do all the research. Again, I refer to Exhibit A here, Justin. Uh, I want this in the morning along with the clip. December 5th, 2023 in the New York Post. On Sunday, Andrew Cuomo was spotted having lunch at Junior's Restaurant with former Brooklyn Democratic leader Frank Setio, a source who forwarded a photo of the two set. Who's telling the truth? I already went to Junior's and verified it with five people. You think Arthur Idala went to Junior's? Not unless he was getting wine, dined, and pocket lined to represent another crook in court. It's the Rip and Read. Featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, wanted to, as a very young boy, become a world traveler with lots of extra plus mileage on his uh, flying uh, tickets so that he could go anywhere in the world and be a world traveler. That's what he told us yesterday at his one and only press conference that he has each week. 
because the guy cannot even chew gum and think at the same time, cannot handle off-topic questions with a lot of prep. That was obviously before he imposed this uh, rule because his staff was telling him, Eric, uh, because you lie so often, you forgot your last lie. So let's limit the lies and let's like 20 of us be there in a press conference in which we can interject, we can intervene, we could have the corporation councilwoman there and she can make sure that you don't end up digging yourself a hole. So yesterday's press conference uh, was dominated by questions about all of his flights to Turkey. He's had like seven flights to Turkey, some that hadn't even been reported. And I've told you it was always to go collect the loot from Erdogan. He has this uh, strange affinity for Erdogan, uh, who has a great relationship with the Ayatollahs in Iran and even a better relationship with Hamas. He's called them martyrs and freedom fighters. And he hates Jews and he hates Israelis. And so you say, why, why does Eric Adams have this affinity for Erdogan? Why does he keep wanting to go to Turkey? And he extrapolated on that yesterday at his press conference. And little did we know. Little did we know. There's something interesting here. There's almost this thing of who is who is this black guy that enjoys global travel? Why are you all over the globe, Eric? You know why? Why if 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 I went to Bermuda eight times, I don't think anybody would have a problem with it. You know, if I went to Jamaica, St. Lucia, Alabama. But when you look at my passport and you see that it's unfortunate, I was a little boy that had a dream of traveling the globe. And I'm living out that dream. I'm living out that dream of traveling the globe, something that no one in my family growing up ever left the country. I was the first person in my family that left the country when I went to Morocco. And everybody on my block said, why the hell are you going to Morocco? I love the globe. <laughs> well, he probably went to Marrakesh, the souk there. The souk, the souk, come on. As a little boy, I'm going to imagine in Southeast Queens, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, is imagining that he wants to be a world traveler. Hey, he could have become an airline pilot. He'd be flying every day all over the world. There's so many other occupants. He could have been a member of the House of Representatives going on these junkets, these useless junkets all over the world. He could have been a U.S. senator. Likewise, they go on these useless junkets all over the world at taxpayers' expense. Could have been a traveling sales guy. Oh, yeah, man. He sold you all wolf tickets when you thought that he would be, oh, he's going to be the law and order mayor. Yeah, sure. Make a great sales guy, wouldn't he? But you know why he's traveled the world? Come on. And Eric ain't never going to admit it, but I know it. It's his battle cry. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. You know why he kept going back and forth to Turkey? Meeting with friends of Erdogan, this monster, this anti-Semite, this Jew hater. Friend of the Ayatollahs, friends of Hamas. He has no problem with that because he went for the loot. It's like Biggie Small said, for the loot, for the loot, for the loot. He doesn't even have some of these trips 
um, recorded in any itinerary. Who paid for them? Why the hell is he going to Turkey? Turkey is not a destination that generally people who are not Turkish go to. And yet he continues to perpetuate this narrative. And then he says there are people every day who wake up wanting him to fail. And without mentioning my name, Justin Ellick, let's face it, he might as well have been talking about Curtis Sliwa, right? So there are those who are political opportunists that from the day I was elected, no matter what we did, they did everything to try to derail our city. And they've been consistent in it. And we know they've been consistent in it. And I've said this more than once, long before of this whole uh, uh, Turkish conversation uh, came up. There are people who wake up every day and say, how do I get the pilot of this plane to crash? These guys are on the plane. I don't know how many times I can say this. You should, people should be praying for me to land a plane. Uh, wrong way, Lou Rafino. Unlike a lot of uh, suckers who are listening now who bought that, who are Eric Adams Republicans, when I got on that New York City plane that he's piloting, I had my parachute on. I went on that plane with a parachute because I knew he was going to crash it. If you've listened to me ever since the election, I've been telling you this. Some of you said, oh, you're a sore loser, sour grapes. Think whatever you want. I know this guy for 40 years. He's a con artist. We could have $5,000 different customized suit every day. Who do you think wears a $5,000 customized different suit every day? Last person I saw wearing that kind of garb was Pablo Escobar when he was the head of the largest cocaine distributorship in the world out of Medellin, Colombia. And he actually had a tailor who would make him up a new $5,000 customized suit every day. Where does Eric Adams get money? For a $5,000 customized suit every day. You go into his wardrobe, it's right in one of those SUVs that we bought for him just to carry his wardrobe. $95,000, all tricked out, right? Big rims, you know, all the bling bling on it. And when he opens the door, it's his entire wardrobe. Got 50 suits at 5000 bucks a pop. We're not, like, talking off the rack of men's sales, uh, men's wholesales outlet. No, 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 no. These are all customized. Coming soon, a program in which I'm going to tell you who his tailor is, who comes up with all these fashions. And as I've told you before, it's courtesy of his bag man, the guy who fundraises for him, his fundraising for him again, his legal defense fund, Frank Caron. Oh, yeah. Every nickel, diamond, plenty, penny. Then he had the hubris, the chutzpah, the coolions to tell us that he's been doing a great job, great job in these two years that he has been uh, mayor of the city of New York. And he has continued on, as far as I'm concerned, as if he was de Blasio 2.0. So I'm just really baffled when I hear people say, well, you know, Eric, you can't manage the problem. What? <laughs> I've managed the hell out of this problem. Could I hear that again, please, one more time, Lou? One more time. So I'm just really baffled when I hear people say, well, you know, Eric, you can't manage the problem. What? <laughs> I've managed the hell out of this problem. No, no, no. You've put us in hell as taxpayers, uh, and we don't have an asbestos suit. We got to pay for all the illegal aliens that you welcome in to our city. 
you told us that you were the Biden of Brooklyn, and hey, you know that was uh, he was a friend of yours. You told us that you had friends up in Albany because you served in the state senate, in the state assembly, especially the speaker assembly. Hasty Carl Hasty, who's like uh, the perfect person to have followed in the footsteps of Meyer Lansky, aka Sheldon Silver, crooked himself. You, you said you had all these friends, Schumer, Gillibrand, Jeffries. They haven't tossed you any coin. They don't give you any coin because they don't trust you. And, and let that be the way everybody out there needs to know that his very dear friends in the Democratic Party that he's made his bones with politically, Schumer, Gillibrand, Jeffries, couldn't be any closer than Hakeem Jeffries. They actually, uh, when they get together, they quote um, they quote lines from Biggie Small rap songs. That's how tight they are. And then remember Biden, he was like, hey, it's almost like the son, his son, the black son he never had, Eric Adams. I'm the Biden of Brooklyn. And they won't give him any money for this migrant situation that he brought upon us. Now, why is that? They don't trust him with money. They know him. They should be the people that are giving him money every time they get a chance to find something. They won't even budge. They don't trust him. No bid contracts. No transparency. They know the friends of Eric Adams who are getting these ancillary contracts. They know how crooked they are. And then yesterday, he had to forcibly acknowledge very quickly that he's hired someone for his legal defense trust. I have hired someone um, for uh, my uh, legal defense uh, trust. Uh, I, I'm just really uh, thankful that uh, Bill de Blasio, uh, when he went through something similar, he had a law passed by the previous city council that afforded us the opportunity uh, to get those New Yorkers who want to support you uh, we're able to do so, and we uh, started uh, to uh, raise money for our legal for my legal defense trust. Wow, things have gotten so bad, Justin Ellick, that he has to use references of that crooked Bill De Blasio who stole one and a half billion dollars with his wife Charlene for a program Thrive that never helped one emotionally disturbed person, and now he's using the same tactics to keep himself out of jail. He's hired a guy to do the fundraising, Frank Carone, who's been with him side by side, who is his Svengali. He said he's going to be doing fundraising, and he's making it seem like people want to uh, voluntarily donate. No, they're being told, you want anything done in the city with Eric Adams as mayor, you better wine, dine, and pocket line his legal defense fund. You know that's the bottom line. Eric Adams. <laughs> I warned all of you. I warned all of you, and almost none of you listened. Check this out. It's the Riff and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talking about this is the Riff and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. I have one thing to say. You better work.
Three snaps up, Justin Ellick, on behalf of drag queen extraordinaire George Santos. Click, click. What do they do, those cameos now? How much is he charging? Like ripping people off. Why would you want a cameo with this degenerate, right? But of course, you like it. It's different. And so you pay him a lot of schiato. Just don't give him your credit card or debit card, please. Please. Ha! He'll clean out your bank account in no time at all. This is his song. That's right, GOP Republicans in Nassau County and Democratic uh, operatives in Nassau County. We got to tell the real story again. Because as despicable as George Santo has been and will continue to be, and I've been on him constantly about this, let's just, if we can, drop out of his theme song. And the first cameo he ever really did for no pay was to destroy the New York Mets season. I know for you, Wrong Way, Lou Ruffino and Justin Ellick and Sid Rosenberg, when he posted this on behalf of all New York Mets fans at the start of the season, that was it. The curse of George Santos was upon the Mets. Hey, guys. Today is opening day. As a good old Mets fan, I know you guys aren't going to be playing until April 6th back home. But in good old fashion, let's go Mets! Oh, God. But you Mets fans deserve it. You know, I hate the Mets. I hate Mets fans. But let's go beyond the Mets and Mets fans. Let's talk about the history of George Santos. And I'm not talking George Santos. I'm talking all of his enablers. First, there's the Nassau County GOP and its congressional delegate. They're all belligerent. They demanded he had to be kicked out of the house. And you say to yourself, why? Why, why, why did it have to happen now? He was going to um, end up not running for office. And even if he did, the primary would be June of 2024. He would lose. The hell do you care? But there's a reason here. Hold your horses. The Democrats, oh, they're just salivating at the fact that they got their boy back, uh, Swazi, who used to have that sweet seat. And now both sides are going to be raising $20 million apiece. The consultants are going to be rich. And the county chairman and the state chairman are going to be rolling in dough because dough is going to be coming in from all over the country with this special election. The governor called the election for February 13th. You know why I know that? That's the 45th anniversary of me taking out the first Guardian Angel patrols. So we're going to have an election to fill the vacant seat of George Santos on February 13th. There's no doubt Swazi's going to win this. But both sides are going to raise $20 million. And that means a lot of people are going to get paid. Uh, Nassau County GOP is going to make massive money. Jay Jacobs, the Democratic failed state chairman, he's going to be able to 
uh, feed his people on the Democratic side. Now, that's $20 million in peace just for the special election February 13th. Justin, in four months afterwards, they have a primary for the same seat because it's part of the congressional two-year cycle. So that means four months later, there's going to be primaries. The Democrats will probably just have Swazi, who will probably be the sitting congressman, and the Republicans will have a primary. Lots of money is going to be raised again. And who's going to get, who's going to come out of this with big pockets? Nassau County GOP, Chairman Cairo, Peter King, and all of those. Jay Jacobs, the Democrats out in Long Island, they're all, man, I'm telling you. They're going to be raising even more money. And all you got to do is go to King Umberto's. Where is that? In Elmont? That's right. On Meekham Avenue. Go in there and you could probably see uh, Chairman Cairo, the Nassau County GOP, his committee, and of course, his main uh, consigliere, who is Congressman Peter King. Check out the menu items. They're there so often. It's named after Chairman Cairo. It's veal scallopini a la Cairo. And all the consultants are going to be coming there because they want to they want a contract. Whoever they choose to run against Swazi, they want contracts. And then there will be kickbacks. And on the other side, Jacobs, the state uh, Democratic chairman, and uh, uh, Swazi, uh, they're going to be coming to them. They want contracts, and there will be kickbacks. And you should all know that in the aftermath of my loss for mayor, Nassau County GOP wanted me to run for that seat that Swazi was vacated. At the same time, then Langworthy, the GOP chairman, was talking to Andrew Giuliani to drop out of the Republican primary for governor to run for that third congressional district. They knew all about George Santos. George Santos gave him $185,000. That's all they cared about. The Democrats knew about George Santos. Zimmerman ran a PR agency. He ran against Santos, had two debates, never brought any of that negative stuff up. And the North Leader, a very prestigious local paper that has won 15 Pulitzer Prize, published all of the lives of George Santos in October of that election year. So now it's all about making money for the consultants.